Hello, you're listening to Mind Yourself. Today I am lucky enough to chat to Olympian Ailey Doyle. Ailey shares some of the many benefits sport can have on our well-being, as well as talking about her experiences dealing with pressure and her journey to becoming so successful as an athlete. I am so excited to be joined by PE teacher, researcher, Commonwealth and Olympic athlete Ailey Doyle. Ailey has had a hugely successful career as an athlete, with one of her many highlights being winning a bronze medal at the 2016 Olympic Games. Ailey's achievements as an athlete have made her one of Scotland's most successful track and field athletes. Her determination and resilience have helped her on her way to success and undoubtedly make her a truly fantastic role model. Hi Ailey. Hi, yeah, how are you doing? <laughs> good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. Right, no worries. So, needless to say, sport has played a huge role in your life. Um, but why has sport been such an important part of your life? And what skills or lessons do you think that you have learned from it? Um, I think it's just been such a big part of my life. So, you know, I can always just remember playing sport ever since I was little, you know, and it was just for a sheer enjoyment, you know, of it. It was just that love of kind of being competitive, you know, whether it was playing with my brothers and sisters whether it was playing, you know, PE at school. I just used to love playing sport. Um, and I think kind of as I've got older, you know, and then progressed throughout my career, I've learned kind of different skills along the way. I think when I was younger, it was really sociable skills. You know, a lot of my friends that I have now, you know, I made them through sport. You know, I made mm. them through playing sport, you know, either at school, outside of school. And then further on, when I went and joined teams, they were teammates with me. Um, so I think definitely that social side really came out and then I think more so the latter part of my career you know actually being a full-time athlete and um, the latter part of my life just real skills like de- determination being able to kind of have goals and strive to achieve them um, I think my confidence you know sometimes your confidence can weary a bit you know when you're standing on that start line but I think it's given me much more self-awareness of who I am you know my mindset um, and I think just yeah being able to be happy as well I think one of the biggest things that I've learned from my sport is being able to play sports made me happy and that's what I've always had since I was little right through to now and I think you know the biggest thing that sport's given me is being able to do something in life that makes me happy and I think that's a big lesson I, I kind of take forward in everything I do you know and um, outside of sport if I do something it's got to be something that makes me happy um, and I think that's really important just for, you know, for your mental health, just for being, a, you know, for your own sanity. I think if you can do something that makes you happy and that's kind of really what sport's given me. And I think that's why I've done it for so long and had such a long career is because I've just loved it. That's great. And you don't necessarily have to be excellent at the sport that you do. You don't just enjoy doing athletics. I guess you enjoy all sorts of sport. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I just get, I, I kind of get that pleasure from being able to kind of, you know just do something to the best of your ability you know I like I have that competitive edge I obviously want to you know run fast times and win medals but I've always really got my satisfaction from sport when I've like crossed the line when I've given it absolutely everything in a race you know that way where you've done a training session where you know you're absolutely flat out on your back afterwards because you know you've given it everything and I think there's that kind of real pleasure that I get from that and that's again can be at any level you know and, and I'm like that with whatever sport I, I, I play you know I, I like to swim and I have that kind of same attitude when I'm in the pool swimming and things like that and I you know I'm competitive and things that I do but it's about getting that best out of me I love being able to just get the the best out of my own ability um, and I think that's been really important you know again in my career you know not kind of focusing on medals not focusing on times but just focusing on getting the best out of myself and, and you know being able to kind of achieve that on the track rather than the medals. 
Absolutely. Um, so as a child, your goal was actually to be an Olympian. So you smashed that. Um, <laughs> I can only imagine the hours of dedication and the hard work that you had to commit to training. How did you manage your time uh, between athletics and school and social commitments as a young athlete? Yeah, it's funny because when you're younger and you sort of say, I want to be an Olympic athlete, you don't have a clue like what it actually takes <laughs> yeah. to get there. So you can kind of have these rose tinted glasses on a little bit, you know, about it. Um, and for me, I didn't really think I would ever be an Olympic athlete until I was selected for the team, you know, back in 2012, the London Olympics. Because um, when I was younger, throughout school, I was quite lucky. I had really supportive parents and supportive family that my mum and dad would kind of taxi me to... To all my sports, I, like I said, I did quite a lot of swimming when I was younger as well. So kind of every week I'd be, at, you know, at the track one night at the pool the other day and mum and dad would kind of take me back and forth. Um, and then I kind of struggled to get that balance after school. When I was at high school, it was fine. But after school, when I went to university, I kind of struggled to get that balance because I'd moved away from home. Um, so I didn't have that kind of, you know, um, support from mum and dad there. And it was kind of dependent on me now to get myself to and from the track. Um, and it sounds, you know, it sounds a bit pathetic, but it was like I was coming home from university, making my own dinner and then having to go to the track. And I just sometimes it was just quite hard. I just couldn't be bothered, you know. And then obviously there is that kind of social side of university where you, you think, oh, I don't want to miss out on things. Um, so there was a real kind of transition that first year at my university to try and get that balance right. Um, but I think what it kind of taught me was this is something that I really want to do. You know, when I was kind of not being able to train and not being able to do it. I missed it, you know, and I was thinking, oh, I want to get back to the track. I want to get back into shape. Um, so I think, although I struggled that first year of university, I think it was a blessing in disguise because it allowed me to actually appreciate my sport and, and my athletics. Um, and then now that I've kind of gotten older, um, I've been fortunate enough to be on funding and be sponsored so I can be a full-time athlete. You know, I, I worked as a PE teacher for about three years. Um, and then I was able to get the funding and be able to go and become a full-time athlete and I've had that support kind of ever since so that's been for the last 11 years I've had that sort of support so um so that's been good you know and that's allowed me to kind of you know do do my sport and, and do it as a full-time athlete yeah and so competing at a high level in sport I imagine there was quite a lot of pressure on you um, so how did you deal with that pressure and do you have any advice on how people can deal with pressured situations that they might find themselves in yeah, well, I had a really kind of significant moment. So I went, I my I went and competed at the London Twenty Twelve Olympics, and that was my very first ever Olympic Games, and I really just hated it. You know, <laughs> the, the nerves and everything just got on top of me. It was it was a really kind of strange experience. Um, I remember I remember going out into the stadium, and I mean, it was just it was so loud. I mean, the noise was just deafening, and um, I was setting up my blocks, and I did a, like a run over the first hurdle as a warm up. And as I was walking back to the, to the start of the race, there was somebody in the crowd that shouted like, good luck, Hayley. And I just put my thumbs up to say like, oh, cheers. And as I did that, no joke, that whole section of the stadium just erupted. They just started cheering. Oh, and, and I can remember it to this day. It was this kind of like, I just felt sick. I just kind of wanted to like almost, my coach always talks about it being like, an, a, being like a turtle and wanting to just go and hide in your shell. And that's literally what I wanted to do. I just wanted the ground to eat me up and just to hide. And that's probably the most nervous I've ever been for a competition. And I, I, didn't, I didn't particularly compete that well in that race. Um, and it was purely because I just let the nerves get to me. Um, and so for me, it was about kind of trying to go back and remember why I do it. 
you know why was I so nervous was it just because of the occasion you know and again it's like remembering none of these people can affect what you're going to do on the track for me 400 meter hurdles is, is my event it's what I do I train for it every single day so actually I'm quite good at that you know that's the easy <laughs> bit you know that should be very straightforward for me um, and it was just about trying to focus on that again so after 2012 Olympics I did a lot of work with a sports psychologist to just trying to understand you know and, and it, it, again it sounds a bit cliche but it is control what you can control you know you can't control the crowd you can't yeah. control you know what the press say or what people expect you to win you can only control yourself and and I was lucky enough that I then got to go and compete in 2014 at the Glasgow Commonwealth Games and I remember the exact same thing at the Glasgow Commonwealth Games. I remember standing uh, at the start line before my final and they said, like, lane six, Ailey, Ailey Child. And the whole stadium, I mean, it wasn't just a section this time, it was like the whole stadium erupted <laughs> at that. And I remember thinking, this is amazing. Like, you know, really embracing this. I'd yeah. gone kind of from that little timid kind of like turtle in the shell to then, wow, take this in, you know, embrace it, enjoy it. Because ultimately, like, you know, I'm never going to get that experience again. So you know it's 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 not life and death it's it's fun it's you know it's sport so I was trying to embrace it so yeah it's basically just been you know what can I control I mean don't get me wrong I, I mean I was still on that start line in Glasgow nervous but it was about kind of focusing on what I could do so for me it's like well I can run 400 meter hurdles so that's what I'm going to go and do and I know how to do that you know so um so yeah it's just about kind of focusing on what you can do um and I always when I stand on the start line I always kind of think in my head well I've done all the training I've done all the hard work so actually I'm ready. So it doesn't matter what happens in the race, you know, what's going to happen is going to happen. I'm, I'm ready and I'm here to, to, to run. Absolutely. And especially in Glasgow, you had everybody backing you then, didn't you? Yeah. So much <laughs> pressure on you. Yeah. <laughs> um, you've spoke really passionately about the importance of physical activity um, beyond just a sport and success. Mm-hmm. Why do you feel that it's so important for people to engage in meaningful physical activity and exercise? I think there's loads of implement, there's, there's loads of kind of reasons why. First of all, purely, you know, for, for the health point of view, I think, you know, being able to be physically active is just great for your physical health, but it's also just so good for your, your mental health, you know, to be able to get out and, you know, and even just at the end of the day to be able to kind of, you know, go to bed that night knowing that you've, you've done something. And, and again, it doesn't matter what level that is at, you know, whether that's just been out for a walk or out for a cycle or whether that's playing a, you know, a full 90 minutes game of football or something, you know, as long as you feel like you've done something, I think that's great for your physical and your mental health. I also think as well, you know, socially as well, the social skills you learn from being either part of a team or, you know, playing sport with people, you know, you learn all these other, you know, you learn about rules, you learn, you know, you have to be Mm -hmm. dedicated, you have to, you know, you have to be, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for, you have to be disciplined, you know, all these elements that you learn throughout sport that actually you might not realise at the time that you've learned, but will actually help you in other aspects of your life, you know, all the kind of skills I've learned through sport are transferable and other aspects of my life that I do and I think that's just the the real important thing is all these skills that you learn that you maybe don't necessarily know that you're learning at the time I think people sometimes just see sport as just you know just playing sport you know it's just a bit of fun but it, it is fun and that's one of the most important things but also there's just so many skills you can learn from it you know like I say and, and physically your physical health your mental health um, and and all those kind of social implements that you get from it as well so um, yeah I just think it's just so important Yeah, you've touched on so many benefits that we can get from sport, which is why I really want so many people to get involved in exercise and physical activity at any level. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have any advice for anybody who's listening who is maybe quite keen to get into sport but is not really sure where to start? Yeah, I mean, I think think one of the best 
one of the easiest ways I got into sport was because my friends did it as well. So I think if you can, if you've got, you know, your friends, I know it's always difficult given the circumstances we're in just now to be able to go out, you know, and play sport with friends. But I think if you, you know, you, you know, people who take part in maybe a club or, you know, or go to, you know, and do classes or, you know, well, actually one of the things people, a lot of people are doing just now are classes online, yeah. you know, so if you've got friends that are doing a yoga class online, a Pilates class online, you know, just why don't you, jo- you know, ask to join in one day and, um, and I think that's, you know, if you can go with people to begin with, I think that's one of the most important things because you've kind of got a little bit of a support network. Because I think, although I love sport, it can be quite intimidating, you know, yeah. uh, to go and start either a new club um, or a new activity on your own. So I think if you do have a, a friend or somebody who is there to go with you as well, um, or if not, you know, it's just about starting simple. You know, you're not going to, you know start off by running a marathon you know if you're, if you're interested in running you know you go out for you know maybe like a 10 minute nice easy job you can walk part of it you know and, and just try and do that and then you build and you build I think a lot of people make the mistake of hitting it too hard yeah and then jumping in at the deep end it because it's either made them really sore the next day or it's just been too much so it's about starting small and steady or going for a walk you know building on that um yeah and I think if you can set yourself little targets or little goals um, I think that's really important too because then you can have that kind of sense of achievement and, and fulfillment as well you know if you say all right this week I'm going to try and do you know three types of exercise this week or, or anything like that and I think yeah just small goals um, help out too. Absolutely that's such good advice and the final question that I would like to ask is the theme of mental health awareness week is kindness and I would just like to know what kindness means to you. Well, that's a really good question. I think I think kindness is a whole lot of different things. I think ultimately kindness, I think, is about supporting supporting people, supporting each other. You know, whether it's your friends, whether it's your family, whether it's people you've never met before, I think you need to be supportive. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you... I think what we see nowadays is a lot of people don't agree on things. So there's a real kind of like, you're wrong and I'm right and that's it. You know, and I think if you can be an understanding and supportive person, have empathy, you know, and also, you know, if you just understand somebody else's point of view, I think if you look at... It's maybe not the best subject to talk about, but if you even look at politics just now, you know, it's very much like, this is my opinion. If you don't agree with me, you're wrong. And it's like, well, no, you can still disagree with somebody, but still be kind. Yeah, <laughs> you know, absolutely. Um, and I think that's it. I think there just needs to be a bit more support for other people, other people's understandings, other people's feelings, you know, other people's points of view. And like I say, you don't need to agree with somebody, um, but you can just understand them better and support them. Um, you know you see it again more more so probably in sport when you get different football teams you know and it's very much like this is my team you know we hate your team and it's like there is banter there but you know sometimes it's like you know it's a bit too far and I think that's it I think there just needs to be just a bit more people need to be a bit more relaxed and chilled out I think and not take things too seriously I think that's if we can all just kind of settle down be a bit more understanding and support of each other then I think the world will be a, a much nicer place I think if we I, I think probably the best advice I could give is take opinions take our viewpoints from dogs because dogs just they're just quite happy with being fed being watered getting a walk and they you see the amount of love and happiness that they show and I think <laughs> from, from dogs and I think we should be more like them <laughs> that is so true dogs are nice to everyone <laughs> exactly yeah that is kindness in it be a dog be like a dog <laughs> it's been so nice to chat to you Aileen I know that you've said so much that Um, everybody will be able to take something away from this today so thank you so much thanks again to Ailey for sharing her experiences in sport and the benefits that it has had on her well-being 
If you're unsure where to start, download a Couch to 5K, set yourself a step goal or even join in with a workout online. Exercises for all can be free of charge and can be done without any equipment. We just need to move our bodies. Good luck.